when you want to make your customer experience optimization program a success, you really have to enlarge the number of changes you're able to do research and validation on. So in that way, you have a better understanding of your visitor behavior and you have a better understanding which changes are working or not. Hello, everyone. Get ready to dive into the world of marketing and business strategies with an episode that will blow your mind. Our guest today is the renowned marketing and CRO expert, Morris Beertheisen. He's here to share some insightful tips on how you can boost customer experience optimization with speed, involvement, and knowledge sharing. This episode was originally a webinar and we've transformed it into a captivating video podcast. You'll get to see Morris in action as he refers to a presentation, giving you a front row seat to an exclusive masterclass. Also, if you don't want to miss out on a single episode of VWO Podcast, make sure to hit that follow button and stay up to date with our wonderful content. So without any further delay, let's dive right in and learn how you can improve customer experience optimization. What I want to talk about today is um, gives you, gives you some clear insights on how to grow your business with CXO. And then, uh, you know, maybe your question is, and Jan already mentioned this, he was delighted that I called it CXO. And what is CXO? CXO is customer experience optimization. And why do we as ClickValue do like to call it CXO instead of CRO, conversion rate optimization? Because I believe that CXO has more, um, uh, is, 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 has more value in it. And it's not only uh, uh, optimizing your conversion rate for more revenue, where you uh, give your website a better customer experience. Revenue will grow, but customers will be more happy. And the CXO is all about uh, starting to know what the intention is of your visitor. So the main purpose in our vision is of, of CRO, and we created a, 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 a matrix, which I show you later, is that optimizers should know everything about the intent of the customer. Uh, when you know what your customer is up to up your, on your website, you can make, take better business decisions and create a better uh, funnel of flow uh, towards the end goal of, of your customer. And we created this matrix. And um, the end, intent must be that, but, but the interesting part of, of, of optimizing websites is that even if you don't use how you call it zero or CXO, people are still changing a lot on websites. And there are uh, nowadays a lot of product teams, scrum teams, agile teams. And when there's totally no CXO on board, they still do changes because they want that innovation or that want that optimizing their products. And that's it. That's quite interesting because when you start with uh, 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 CXO, this is the situation. There is no validation or no research at all, but there are still a lot of changes. But the uh, disadvantage of this uh, approach is that you really don't know if your changes um, uh, have effects, have impact on your on your revenue or on your website goals. So we should, uh, what we normally do with with companies, we start with um, uh, first we start with validation, and the reason is that more and more companies. Uh, are uh, uh, are aligned with uh, Scrum and Agile teams, and um, um, they always have a big backlog. They have about 80 or 100 ideas in their backlog. And um, when we come in and we would say, okay, let's do some research, they always say, no, 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 we have enough, we have plenty ideas. Please help us with validating those ideas. And what's happening then when we start validating via AB testing and running experiments? 
then they scared off because they see that a lot of their, their ideas didn't have the positive impact uh, as they expected. Uh, there, there, there are a lot of tests which has a really negative an, um, uh, impact. And so that's the, 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 the reason that they start uh, thinking, okay, how do we solve this? Because we thought we had really good ideas, but a lot of those ideas had this, this example, four ideas, we validated only one uh, uh, was a, a, a winning experiment. The others weren't losers. We don't call them losers. We call them that you did loss prevention because before you implemented it, you get the insight that this was, wasn't the, uh, the best idea to implement. So you could have to be back to the drawing board and see how you can improve that idea. And then product teams always start asking me, okay, what should we do next? And the next step is that we should start both the research and validation because when you do research upfront, you have a better insights of the behavior of the customer. And then you see that more and more tests start becoming successful. And the reason is that there's still uh, some uh, uh, changes in the uh, left, left uh, uh, under, and there are still changes left above, is that this is the, 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 the situation in, in many companies. Many companies, there are some departments starting really doing good, uh, a good job on experimentation, both doing research and validation, but there are still some product teams who aren't that aligned and just do some validation with less impact. And there are still some product teams who yeah, probably don't believe in optimization or experimentation and just on based on gut feeling, just they just uh, are uh, um, uh, just adding the changes to the website with without any validation or research. So this is in the, in the, in the most companies, this is the situation. And you should uh, understand that when there's a lot of uh, changes in the uh, uh, left under, but um, yeah, that growth is, is really an issue for those companies because they really don't know what the effect is of all their, their, their innovations and changes. So in the most ideal situation, the most ideal situation of CXOs is that you uh, are um, uh, improving uh, and, and experimenting, researching, validating all your changes. And that's a real challenge, I, I, I admit, that that should be your end goal when you do CXO in your company. This, is, this message about validating and researching everything isn't, um, isn't a, a new message. It's about uh, the message who Jeff Bezos uh, was uh, pronouncing uh, years ago when he said, our success is a function of how many experiments we do per year, per month, per week, per day. Uh, um, there's another um, uh, um, uh, famous person with the blink, I said. Uh, <laughs> it's, why only validate 10% of your business changes? In this way, you can make any impact when 90% is still implemented on good feeling and opinions. And I think this is the main case with CXO at this moment. And um, uh, I, I bl really believe, from my point of view, this is a, yeah, a message which repeating by, by the bookings, the Netflix, the, the, the skyscrapers, Amazons of this world, they all, uh, Microsoft, they're all explaining when they do a lot of, 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 of uh, 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 testing and researching, they have more business value, they have more success. But still, this isn't the common way uh, a lot of uh, companies are working. Um, so when you want to make your customer experience optimization program a success, you really have to enlarge the number of changes you're able to do research and validation on. So 
in that way, you have a better understanding of your physical behavior and you have a better understanding which changes are working or not. And in CXO, traditionally, we talk about, a lot about velocity and volume, but it isn't, when, for instance, when you have velocity of uh, 50 tests a month, there's a high velocity, that's very, but when you have on the other side, 500 changes, which aren't validated, then still that velocity doesn't count because there are 500 other ideas who are added without any uh, uh, knowledge. So the, this, the velocity is, is really uh, adapted to the, 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 the number of changes you are adding on your website without validation. That's a, a, an important metric for you as a company. Um, now, then there's an important question, how do we get there? Huh? Um, uh, that's nice, more validation, more research. Uh, yeah, you were already calling booking Netflix. They have a lot of people doing this. How does this work for me as a smaller company? That's a good question. And um, back in 2015, I wrote uh, a Dutch blog uh, about how to become from a MacGyver to uh, an A-team. And there the story ended. And today I want to uh, add some more information about it, how to become from an A-team uh, uh, and a CXO program where many uh, departments uh, where you cooperate with are also start testing. Um, but for uh, uh, the people who didn't uh, uh, read my blog uh, years ago, a short introduction of what I meant. Okay, but because it always starts with that one CRO specialist. And uh, lately we did a, a small survey among uh, some of our uh, people who are reading our newsletter. And I was pretty surprised that still a very large number of companies have the one CRO specialist who's held handling it all. And that's very nice huh? because uh, as the one CRO specialist, you are a CRO program. Hey, you do opportunity research, you do UX design, maybe you do some easy, what you see is what you get editor-like uh, validation with simple AB or copy test. And maybe from based on copy, you even do the implementations. But um, but the, there are some disadvantage back to that because lots of times uh, the, the one the, the, the one MacGyver is often forgetting the basics. Uh, he is so busy with uh, at least uh, uh, executing two A/B tests a month that he doesn't have anything to do with data and integrity, Google Analytics issues, tagging issues, performance issues. He has really no time for it, and development is not always on his side. So a lot of basics are, uh, are forgotten, forgotten in this uh, approach. And um, uh, there are some things what a MacGyver really should do when uh, he, becomes, he starts a, a CXO program on his own and he wants to become a successful uh, CXO specialist. Uh, it all starts with a logical, a solid process. You really should start archiving your learnings uh, um, add people to the program so that they put their ideas on a backlog and you can, can uh, start aligning and, and, and do some stakeholder management on that. Also important, you have to be very precise on analytics and statistics because when you make rookie mistakes and uh, make uh, mistakes on the minimal de detectable effect, uh, you make statistically uh, uh, mistakes with uh, the, the, the validation of your experiments, but there will be one way that people will notice this and then they, uh, yeah, they distrust your, your, your information because there were mistakes in it. So um, 
there's there's a lot of of responsibilities for just one person, and it's hard to to let the 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 the, the program grow in this way. So um, um, uh, what you really need to do is uh, uh, okay. It's good that one person has started the program, but we really should uh, go to the next phase because um, uh, we really you really need a team for real growth. And that's where my story in 2015 ended for more value and velocity, you meet more people. And um, this is uh, how, you, uh, how we often start. And the, 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 the nice thing is when you are a CXO specialist and you see people, we will become very enthusiastic that one designer or that one developer, please add them to your team. Even if they are not really in your team or in your department, uh, create enthusiasm around uh, CXO and uh, people who, want, who, who would like to help you add them to your team. But normally, um, uh, this is the team you need at last to, to, to create some yeah, bigger growth uh, than uh, uh, compared to the one CXO specialist. Uh, because you need specialists. Because um, I always say, when you, people who call themselves a CXO specialist, the only one in the company, they are not really specialists, they are generalists because they add all the, the specialties into one person. But, but you, for a good CXO program, you need, really need specialists. You need a researcher, you need a UX designer, you need a developer who can help you developing more difficult tests. You need an analyst because he uh, needs to uh, validate your, your, your and evaluate your tests. And you need a program manager to make the program bigger uh, in, within the company. And um, um, there's only one problem with this approach, because the more visible you, 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 you get with th this approach, uh, the more stakeholders come in, um, because you have success, maybe you have a few very good tests with a value of uh, a yearly value of uh, uh, 1 million uh, euros, and then stakeholders come in, uh, the, the, the QA officer comes in, uh, is it all safe? Maybe uh, the copywriter uh, from uh, um, communication comes in, branding department, but because they saw you run a test, which wasn't really to the, uh, the, to the branding standards. Uh, the, the, there are scrum teams. They are asking, why did you test on that product detail page? It's our page and uh, we didn't know about it. So a lot of people ask that, asking questions or want to belong to the program because you, are, you run a successful program, but, um, that's also takes that um, you get a kind of that sounds heavy, but kind of kind of en en uh, enemies uh, because you need more alignment on stakeholders. And uh, I don't know if you uh, if, when you're from the eighties, you know the story of the A team and the A team. They were suspected uh, suspected from robbing a bank, and that's why Colonel Colonel Decker, he's military police, he's always chasing the A team. And when you run a CXO program. There will, all, there will also be colonel deckers in your way. Uh, there is no development capacity or development isn't allowed to help you. Or there are heavy brand restrictions because, uh, and you, you based on research think, when we change uh, the colors of, uh, of, of, of some brand uh, 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 style, we, we make more, more success, but you're not allowed. Uh, you are allowed only to test on usability because testing on new product features is not allowed because that's the the... the the, the, the area of the product teams. So 
when you have more success and you uh, have more insights, the more insights you have, you are st start hitting uh, the product features and the products uh, and, and the services you uh, as a company have. You really start adding business value, but as a kind of a standalone A team, people have yeah kind of problems. Where do they belong to? Uh, what position in 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 the company uh, are, are those people working? So um, yeah, this this is nice for a quick a quick start. But then, um, yeah, we, we don't uh, need to see those people out there, like as enemies, but we have to become friends with everybody, including the corner deckers of our company. And we have to make another approach. So doing it with specialists is very good. It's good for a quick start. And to be honest, we as click value often come insights, like uh, the, 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 the A team to help start up uh, uh, a CXO program. But our goal is always, the more people inside involved, the better the program. That's uh, so th th we are always, uh, yeah, looking for a real good cooperation with all the, uh, the teams that matter into the CXO program. So when we really want to make more impact, we really want to, uh, make impact on products, on services that are on, on our websites, we need to think bigger. And uh, the thing that we have to do is we have to adapt our organization when we want CXO to become a success. So we have to change our clothes. We have back to the Colonel Decker dress and we have to become friends with all the formal organization units who have uh, a product and services under their uh, responsibility. So this, this is the new chapter, which I started written in 2015 and now in 2022. That's a new chapter. That's the power of multiplication. Um, because um, when we want to do this, we come in another in another area. This is the area of change management. Because uh, the MacGyver and the A team, they could really do running tests and maybe enough tests on their own. Now we want existing departments to run tests together with us. That's another approach. And the first thing what we need to do is learn about people who we want to influence. And the most important thing we, we need to do is learn about our, our brain because we are typical human beings and we have some typical things which is uh, caused by our, the way we're thinking. But one uh, simple example is that as humans, to be honest, we don't like changes at all. The radical changes we don't like. And what's often, often happening in the CXO program that we are, uh, as uh, CXO uh, specialists are calling, uh, we, we really should do this in another way. Then people scared because we had already had one way to do it. Why should it be totally different? So um, when you, you what would like adding CXO to existing company, uh, uh, departments, do it on a, uh, on a, uh, uh, not do it, uh, not push too hard on, on, on this. Um, a lot of people don't understand data and CXO yeah. zero is really a data thing. Uh, we have statistics, we have, uh, uh counting, uh, run, run times, minimal detector effects. We have all kind of numbers. We have the outcome of the tests, uh, based on segments. And, um, a lot of people would say, would, uh, would say, yeah, okay. Yeah. Inter interesting, but they don't dare to say that they really don't understand it. So the reporting of your insights uh, should be, uh, sometimes more simple than a complex report 
where we add a lot of uh, data and insights in. Uh, people would say yes, but they really don't understand. It's a good insight to, to learn when you want to adapt uh, the problems on your site who didn't, do, don't have the experience with, uh, uh, with, uh, with A-B testing and data. Um, then we have all kinds of psychological stuff, biases, paradigms, cognitive dissonance. People believe uh, believe in, in beliefs and patterns, and it's very hard to change those beliefs and patterns. Uh, and that's why sometimes um, uh, there's a lot of misunderstanding when you want to add some new insights and, and new beliefs into a, a new department. Not that people really don't want to do it, but they have a strong belief and pattern, and you have a totally other way of working. It takes time uh, to convince people to work on that way. And um, yeah, I could uh, easily create another webinar based on this uh, subject, but it's, uh, it's good to know that it's existing. Uh, uh, change management is hard. And the last thing that's very important is to know your culture as well. Um, there were two uh, English scientists, um, uh, Quinn and Rohrbach, uh, in the early 80s, they already invented this matrix and they said, in uh, companies, there are different cultures. You have the family culture, the innovative culture, the hierarchical culture, and the market culture. For example, a market culture is a culture where there is the show me the money. And those people want to, uh, want to uh, earn money very quickly, and money is, uh, is, is all what counts in, the, in, in, those, in that culture. I once made a mistake when I was explaining a management team of the, in a market culture that we had had a lot of tests and a lot of learnings. Yeah, no winners yet, but wow, the learnings were very promising. Yeah, the management team became very angry. Where is the money? Where, is the, where are the winners? You promised us, we start A-B testing. You promised us winners and there aren't. But, yeah, but the, we have a lot of learnings. It's a, this is a good uh, program. No, not for the market culture. So before you start, um, uh, uh, enlarging your CXO program, it's really good to know what kind of culture you have. When you have a culture with more hierarchy, yeah, you know that you have to uh, uh, to, uh, to um, convince three management layers before you can start your test. Uh, you, you really should know that planning-wise, but also stakeholder-wise. So every culture has its own aspects which you really should learn about before you start running. And knowing that, and remember this one, we want to validate as much changes as we, uh, as we could. Um, yeah, we should um, uh, divide CXO uh, to different departments. And that's uh, what I call the CSI approach. Uh, um, uh, you probably know the, 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 the episodes of CSI. You have, you have CSI Miami, CSI Las Vegas, CSI New York, all different uh, episodes. But one team, they on a scientific way, they try to solve murders. Uh, they are different characters, but their way of working is quite the same. And it works the same for uh, uh, dividing CRO among different scrum teams or agile teams. But the question is, how do you add value to the, those teams? Because they already have a way of working. And what's happening mostly is that most uh, uh, agile scrum teams work in this way. They have tiny research, sometimes do a, a, a sprint poker or something, or do voting in the teams, 
uh, they are very democratic. Uh, which team do you want to work on this month of this sprint? And then they choose the team. And then very quickly, UX designer starts designing a solution. And when it looks quite well and people are agreeing on, the, on, on it and the requirements are in, they, they are going through implementation and the developers implement it. It's on the websites and there's cheering because a lot of product teams, uh, they are uh, uh, accounted, uh, getting accountable by the number of innovations or uh, uh, improvements they add on the bi-weekly sprint on their website. Yeah. When you come in as a CSO specialist, normally a lot of product owners think that you come start changing their process. And the thing what helps really good is to say, no, we're not changing anything. We are coming to bring you something. We come to bring you research and validation. And, um, uh, your existing uh, process with design and implementation still exists, but uh, on, on uh, beforehand we come with research, so you know better what to design. And when you have uh, used the UX design, afterwards we validate your ID and then you can implement it. And when you bring it in that way, a lot of product owners think, okay, this will work, but they still have a lot of questions and you still have a lot of challenges to start working on this way, because um, normally parties want it fast and quick. They have a bi-weekly sprint and they have the idea that when they start the sprint, at the end of the sprint, something must be delivered. But you can understand when you have research and validation added to a product team, uh, and normally uh, when you have having the loads of tons of, of, of uh, uh, traffic and conversions, sometimes it's, yeah, it's logical that a, a, an experiment takes about four weeks runtime, now, let's say uh, one week research upfront and one week design. So it takes about uh, five uh, weeks more before they can start the design uh, of the, uh, the, the implementation. So you have to, uh, th this is really a matter of planning also, because when you know what, what they want to do, let's say in week 12, then you know that you have to start in uh, week seven with the, the, the research part and week eight start the test. And then uh, in week, uh, week 12, we have the results and we can implement it or not. So it's a matter of planning. And yeah, that's a real challenge because uh, uh, there are different solutions for that. Uh, creating uh, a different lane for uh, uh, designing uh, uh, research and validation uh, or just uh, get the, um, uh, the, the, the research and validation into really into the sprints, but then it would take more sprints before they actually can start with the development part. Um, um, it's also very important that product teams themselves lear learn to do proper research because um, uh, when they see the value of research themselves, they start uh, realizing that this is really adding value to their, to their uh, way of working. Um, so it's also a question that is, it's not only the CXO specialist coming in and telling them what to do, and the the the, the scrum team is doing their, their own thing, and the CXO team is working beneath that. Now you have really have to convince that researchers should be a part of uh, uh, scrum teams, and this is a very important one. That uh, what I always uh, already was saying that a lot of product teams focus on the completion of a project. Uh, they have cake and, and and coffee after they delivered a sprint, and they're happy. 
But when you ask, okay, you delivered the sprint, very cool. But why do you celebrate this? Yeah, because that's in our OKRs or KPIs. But the, the game would change completely when uh, the KPI would be, uh, we are, start eating cake and uh, drinking tea or coffee when the, the implementation is a real success. And that's, that's one thing that you can't really tackle within the product teams, but you should tackle it in the management. How do, uh, why are the, uh, the product teams, where, where are they accountable for? Uh, for just delivering an innovation or delivering a successful innovation? That's a big difference. Um, and yeah, that's a, a, the last one is a logical one. When you, when you want co cooperation, you need to be round. When you, uh, for instance, based on the old A-team approach, you are along communication and marketing on total other departments. And you want to uh, convince product teams that they have to work in this way. You really need to be uh, in their environment. So you really, uh, CXO needs to be part of uh, product uh, scrum agile teams or even development. Uh, they need to be there. And then uh, you, you're one of the guys and they accept your message more easy. Um, and um, uh, yeah, maybe the ultimate goal within now and a few years is that uh, we are starting to automate all our testing because when you uh, agree on that, we test every change, yeah, then yeah, the development can, can, can create something that every change is in an automational uh, kind of tool and uh, uh, start, uh, we start uh, uh, validating everything. In this way, uh, so some parts of booking are, are, are already working. Uh, they have so much changes, they can't do it manually. They have to need automation for, for the smaller parts. But they really want to know if this is a change, uh, is there uh, any impact on it neg negatively or positively? Um, th this is a, a, a don't forget in, the, in, the, in, in this part. Uh, when you have, uh, for instance, 12, 12 products, uh, scrum teams, uh, and you, uh, you really need a clear dashboard and our guide your learnings because when every team is uh, running uh, on average five tests a month, you have 60 tests a month. Yeah. Uh, how do you uh, get an oversight on all that's happening? You really, you really, really need uh, a good uh, report and start uh, uh, reporting on those different uh, outcomes. So, um, yeah, uh, when we have multiple teams start working on, on, on CXO, uh, for instance, 12 different teams. Yeah. Then we have, uh, then we can almost, uh, 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 validate all our changes. That's a good thing, but that's not a complete story because, um, the main question is here, how do you manage those different teams? Because uh, when you have 12 teams and they, they work on the same agile scrum met methodology, that's, that's, uh, that's true. But how do you uh, uh, make that they are all working on the same CXO methodology? Because um, there's still some work to do here. Uh, uh, you need to tell the CXO, uh, CXO story company-wide. Uh, there are some new guys coming in who are who is guiding and teaching those those new guys. You have some management, twelve teams. You have some management on the overall program because you uh, there the, the are a lot of winners, but uh, all, all, also a lot of costs. You have to manage your costs and your your budget. Uh, what like I already mentioned, you have learnings which you want to document, and of course you have to think about innovations. 
And when you start manually with all yeah. those tests, there is some smart uh, guy who's saying, okay, we, we really should automate a simple copy test. Okay, who is doing this innovation? Is this one of the 12 Scrum teams or do we need an overall program? And the risk, if you don't uh, take, count, uh, take care of the overall program is that CXO programs all start by themselves, by teaching, innovating, and that is a, a lot of overhead and a lot of money. So I, in my opinion, the CXO team should run their own experiments, run their own show, but they have to focus on experiments and we should create another one. And maybe uh, these are the friends yeah, because uh, the, 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 we, we create uh, one of these characters where we need a marketer to evangelize the story of experimentation. We need a teacher to learn and guide uh, an operational specialist for metric and program management. Maybe someone who's archiving all learnings and, and sharing the, those learnings because what is uh, uh, discovered in, uh, let's say, team three can be easily reused in team six. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure of that. So, um, and you need some uh, guys who do overall innovation. So, um, um, in this part, they have an that, that's, that's uh, called a center of excellence. The center of excellence is really needed when you, uh, you have more companies running uh, meters. And also, this is not a new approach. Uh, when you are in a company who is having Scrum or Agile on board, you also have a central Scrum and Agile masters who are helping the Scrum teams to improve their processes. This, so, based on the, the Scrum Agile methodology, a center of excellence who is helping uh, uh, the, the, the separate the departments to become uh, better in optimizing and validating websites, that's a logical step. But a lot of, in a lot of companies, it's often forgotten. Well, um, in, in, in this way, it's, it, it, it's when you have 12, uh, as an example, 12 different uh, Scrum teams, pairing and communication between the different teams is very important. Huh? They, Sharing, uh, but also to the people who are not directly involved. Share awareness, test starts, when a test ends, when you have the results and keep telling the world. And this is even when you have time and ability to do it in an earlier stage, when you have the central C CXO team, it's also a very good uh, a trick to use because when you start sharing information, people really like it. They get, uh, get aligned, they know what you're doing, they know why you do it. And you get more uh, understanding and more uh, support. People are more supporting you in this way. Um, so this is the route to impact. Uh, normally you start on our own, then we create a central team. Then we divide the teams and divide the, the responsibility on CXO on, among different teams. And then we create uh, uh, some friends who are supporting the multiple teams on uh, 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 yeah, uh, stuff. One more thing. Uh, this is a very important one. I right? get, get a grip on cost of EBITAS. When you, when you, in the situation when twelve teams run, uh, uh, I give the example of five each five tests a month. You have sixty tests. When they are all running very complex, big development-wise tests, then the cost of the of the the, the sixty experiments will yeah. The, 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 on average, an experiment which is very large costs you at least five thousand euros. Yeah, that is that's, these are high costs, and then you have, need a lot of winners and a lot of learnings to gain them back. And 
that uh, with a lot of traffic and conversions that's easily done. But yeah, when you, you are, when you're going this way, you need to think about automation, uh, simple copy tooling. Uh, this is one thing of where the VWO tool is, is, is capable of, uh, to give more democratization to the, to the, to, to test. So more people can easily add tests and IDs in and, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's already proven by a lot of, uh, other CXO colleagues. It's not always the biggest test who creates the biggest winner. Sometimes even a small ID can, can create a bigger winner. And so, um, and also retesting is very important when you do 60 tests uh, a month. Yeah, easily, uh, 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 half of the tests can easily be retested in other periods or in another, uh, in another scrum team. Uh, so that's all also we uh, also again, the sharing of knowledge, the sharing of ideas, the share, sharing of, uh, of results. So resume. Um, so remember that your main goal is to validate a research as much changes as possible. Uh, that's the, that should be your main goal. And when you, um, do that, you need specialists. You can't do it on your own. And it's logical that you start with one team, but you have to, uh, when you want to, want to validate all your changes, you need more people on board. Um, then you need to start adding CXO to your product or service teams, to teams where business decisions are taken and where products are uh, changed or, and developed. These people need, really need uh, uh, validation and research for becoming a better digital product. And a last, um, you need, when you uh, start growing on CXO, you really need a center of excellence for the unity and quality of your testing approach. Thank you, Morris, for these wonderful insights about boosting customer experience optimization. And thank you, folks, for sticking with us throughout this episode. Now, it's your turn to take action. Implement these game-changing strategies and let us know what impact it had on your business. Also, share this episode with anyone who could benefit from these insights and don't forget to check out the other fascinating conversations that we've had with industry experts. Before you go, make sure to hit that follow button so that you don't miss a single episode of VWO Podcast. That's a wrap from our side. Until next time, goodbye, take care, and always be testing.